Good morning, November the 9th, 2020. This is the Removing Confusion podcast. We're living in a very different kind of time. We're living in a very confusing kind of time. We live in a time where we don't know who to trust or where to turn or how to get what's rightfully new news. We've, uh, on the conservative side for years, have had the Fox Network to to, uh, rely on most of the time. They're not perfect. They're like anything else. They have their fallibilities. But over these many years that I've been watching them, I've watched this steady decline as they kind of lean on useful idiots. When I say that, I mean it in the nicest way that I can say it. After the 2016 election and we saw the corruption that was was happening on the Clinton side of things, the debate prep and all that, where Donna Brazil, who's now a Fox News correspondent or counselor or whatever they call him, gave Hillary Clinton the questions that she'd be asked in the debate against Donald Trump and denied it standing there and you can find the tape if you want to go look for it where she says I'm a Christian woman and I'm not gonna lie she lied so she shows me that if she is a Christian woman and I'm not gonna debate her faith you know she's fallible like the rest of us but lying isn't a good thing to, to stock up on People who lie have a tendency to continue in that. Then we have the venerable Chris Wallace, who sits and whines about the debate that he moderated. He didn't take control of it, but yet he blamed every bit of it back onto Donald Trump. Anybody that watched it, you know, I watched it, as it happened, me and the wife, and then we also, after I saw some interesting uh, speculation afterwards of who interrupted who first, and how many interruptions went on, and how things went, we find that it was Joe Biden that interrupted Donald Trump before Donald Trump ever interrupted him. It was Joe Biden who got cocky and called names but yet it was Chris Wallace who backed him up 100%. That little weasel and his little John Lennon glasses needs to find... Well, maybe, you know what? I'll go a little bit further later on that. I was going to say he needs to find another job at another network. But I think he fits right where he belongs. I just wrote a blog and I called it When the Fox Morphs into the Jackass jackass meaning the democratic uh, democratic uh, party's symbol of the donkey which is fitting and I love donkeys don't get me wrong I think they're a cool animal and they're they're actually very noble and throughout the Bible you you see where donkeys are venerated above horses most of the time in, in God's economy. But the thing of it is, is these people 
have an agenda. Now, I don't typically do political blogging or political podcast. It's not my place to roll down, but I'm going to tell you right now, right now, I have no choice because I'm seeing something that in my lifetime I've never seen before. And I think most of us can say I'm almost 60 and I'm seeing things that are happening that I could never even imagine, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And we've always known that uh, politics has some strange bedfellows, as they say, and, and people have to, you know, compromise to get things done in Washington. They always say, you know, everybody likes to eat the sausage, but nobody wants to know how it's made and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's true. If you know how they make things, especially sausage, you probably would never eat it again. I worked in a meatpacking company uh, here locally in Ohio for about a month, and I I couldn't stand the smell after a while. I, I had to get out. It was horrible. And we didn't do any of the slaughtering. We just did the mixing together and the boning and all that other stuff. And it was this horrible. I mean, after a while, you couldn't stand the smell of ham. And I like ham. But enough of that. Let me go a little further. You know, we're, we're seeing guys that I had respect for as journalists, like Brett Baer, Martha McCallum. The whole network. Doing things that just didn't seem quite right this election is going to bring forth something that the American people have direly needed for a long time an awakening a real awakening we have to wonder how did we get this far where these kind of things can happen and I've often and I don't I'm I'm not trying to be uh, negative towards the church as a whole but I I have to tell the truth as far as I'm concerned I, I believe that we in the church are as complicit as anybody else in the the way the nation goes. We haven't held their feet to the fire. We decided to accept what uh, some chief justice or whoever, I can't remember the guy's name now, back in the 50s, it said separation of church and state. And, you know, echoing something that he, that he took out of context of what Thomas Jefferson said. What we don't want is a state-run church. And we don't want a church-run state. But that doesn't mean the church needs to divorce herself from anything political. And then came along LBJ as a senator who passed the 501c3 thing so that the church would be silenced on anything political. Because he knew how dirty he was, and he was as a Democrat, and he didn't want the church to be able to go out and make too much waves. So we'll give them the tax tax deferment that they need through 501c3 and they'll keep their mouths shut because they'll have to if they don't they'll lose that tax exempt status and people will leave that church and go to one that has it because people are always looking for a tax break let me tell you something you can give a lot of money to a church and you still ain't going to get much of a break on your taxes i don't care what they say your church is better off without it your church is better off with the, the ability to speak against that which is evil. And that's where we've become silent. Oh yeah, we point fingers at the devil and we do this and that and the other thing. And we, we talk about some of the issues that fringe out there, but we don't actually come right down to pinpoint the people who are behind it. And they're, they're on both sides of the aisle. 
abortion wouldn't still be going on in this country if if one party would stand up strong and, and firm and get it done with. But see, they let that go through the Supreme Court and let the Supreme Court whack their gavels into law. That's another problem we have. The Supreme Court doesn't make law, they interpret. And there better be interpreting law now. Because the state Supreme Court of Pennsylvania made a law. They didn't interpret. They pushed a law into place of how votes would be counted. We have a situation, I'm going to steal a a little something from uh, the great one, Mark Levin, who who used the analogy of a baseball game or the World Series. Imagine playing all the way through the season under a set of rules, you know, nine players on each team, you know, designated hitters and all that kind of thing, Uh, uh, nine nine innings unless you have a tie and and all these other things, you know, that, that go into the traditional game of baseball. And then when you get to the World Series, oh, well, we've decided, you know, you can have uh, five strikes instead of three before you're out, and you can have uh, uh, 18 innings instead of nine. Uh, That gives, you know, it makes it equal. It makes it easier. It makes it uh, more equitable for both sides. Uh, You know, maybe we'll give you two designated hitters I, I don't know the, the, the rules completely change when you get to the big game and that's what they've done with this voter stuff it's fraud it's wrong and it's going to be found out it's going Donald Trump may not be perfect I'm not sitting here blowing his horn and putting him in place of God and putting him up as an idol and everything else that a Christian gets accused of. You know, when you're a non-Christian, life is easy. You can do what you want. You can say what you want. You can back what you want. But once you decide to call yourself a Christian, and I do, and I step out, I'm all of a sudden, I can't say anything good about any man because I'm all, all of a sudden, I'm making them into an idol, and I am not. I'll call him out when he's wrong, and I have. Me and the wife have a lot of discussions. But, you know, the thing of it is, is he's done the best he can under the circumstances that were put in front of him, and they have not been easy. That's for the political guys to go through and, and, and weed out. They've done a very good job, some of them, of showing exactly how horrible this guy has been treated for five years. And it continues. And they'll do it even if he can't pull this out, which I, very, I have a very good... I have a very good opinion that this this may swing back the other way when the truth really comes to law. And, and they, they, that's the thing. You know, the Bible talks about lawlessness. And that's what we're seeing is a high state of lawlessness going on in this country involving our one of our most precious of rights. And that's to go out and cast your vote and have it count. But not your dead grandmother's vote or her great-grandmother's vote or some guy that died in the Civil War. Those aren't lawful votes. We don't count every vote. We count the ones that are lawful and legal. And that's the way it should be. Even if it goes against us, even if those of us who have a candidate that we're, we're rooting for, that we voted for, even if he doesn't win, as long as it's done above board and correct. That's all we ask for in this country. I want to read a verse of scripture because I'm, I'm being political and I'm not really giving you much biblical. But, you know, the thing of it is, is we have to hold together in our hearts as Christian people. 
is one of the most misquoted verses. Again, there's lots of them. There's misquoted verses and there's also misquoted uh, Bible uh, foundations. But this is one that gets misquoted most of the time. And I'm going to read it verbatim from the King James Bible. John 8, verse 32. <clears throat> Let's go 31 and 32 to get the context, okay? I'm sorry. Verse, John 8, verses 31 and 32. And then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not set you free. Not set you free make you free. There's a big difference there. You can be set free and still not be free. That doesn't, that sounds like one of those twisted pieces of logic that get thrown around. But when you really sit, you have to sit and think about what you read in the Bible, what you hear from preachers from the pulpit because most of them would quote that they'll quote that verse from memory which is a bad memory and it's not right just like the ones that will say God won't give me more than I can handle I guarantee you God can lay on you more he will allow more stuff to be laid on you than you can ever handle that's another verse for another day that's in 1 Corinthians 6 I believe don't quote me on that, but it's, it doesn't say God won't give me more than I can handle. Ask Job when you meet him in glory. Ask any of the people of the first century church and further who were fed to lions, cut in half, burned at the stake. I believe that's more than you can handle, but they leaned on God. That's what God's looking for from you. He'll allow you to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to find out just how close you're going to come to him. In the last half a minute that I have, I want to say this. Right now in this country, you better be ready to lean into God. Don't lean into man. You know, we, we have to let men do their jobs, let the lawyers get involved in this thing and straighten it out the best that they can do. But right now, we need to lean towards God. We need to pray for this country, pray for our church as a whole, not just your local church, but pray for the church as a whole, those who are the called out believers, pray for your president, and you know, throw in Kamala and Joe Biden as well. They, they, they need to they need to be convicted either legally or at least conscientiously of the things that they have done. Stealing something does not make it yours. It makes it someone else's that you took from them. You'll never own it. You steal an election, that presidency will never be yours. Even if you get sworn in on the Bible, it's never going to be yours, Joe. So you might as well just fess up now, walk away, go back to your basement. Thank you for listening today. I'm sorry if it's a, a little less Bible, a whole lot more world view of things, but sometimes we have to do that. Remember, the truth will make you free. Have a great day.